We're live technically, but fuck it. That fucking piano you got in the back. I, I'm, I'm definitely gonna ask you about that. More, more, and more. Motherfucker out of nowhere just came out with, I play the piano. What? <laughs> hey. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't know that you had that trait. That's a pretty cool one. I, I love instruments. That's why. I'm really good at the violin, but I don't own one. Mm. I can't even see my fucking buttons. All right, let's see podcast. Show you your fucking buttons. <laughs> Alright, I'm just gonna pause the music now. <laughs> Alright, we're in Getting Inside the Latinx. This is episode 16, I think, dude. Um, welcome, welcome. This is uh, Shell Shocked. Uh, we've um, introduced him before in the podcast. Um, yeah, man. How's it going? Well, pretty good in yourself. Oh, it's, uh, it's pretty dandy. Uh, a lot's been happening, so just trying to take it step by step, you know, one day at a time. Uh, by the way, nice fucking camera. <laughs> I took uh, someone's recommendation on it. I can't remember. Yeah, it looks really crisp. It looks really crisp. I actually, besides this one, if I could even see, you could have probably, uh, I probably would have sent you this one if I had known. It's another webcam that I have that I was trying to use for, uh, you know aerial shots and whatnot oh yeah yeah but, but that's the one you use for your hands when you're doing the keyboard things mm -hmm. the, when you're getting all lubed with all the parts yes all lubed <laughs> i think the the part that, that i don't know because I, i'm learning how to do Streamlabs obs uh every single time i fucking use this thing um yeah so for me it's 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 a I don't know what happened that day, but like my stream crashed like at least six times. So I had you on in the office the last time that you were doing the keyboard customization thing. Mm hmm. And I just had you like lurking on the second screen at my desk. And my, <laughs> yeah. CISO, and my CISO goes, What kind of finger porn are you into? <laughs> you just see my hands. <laughs> yep. That's funny. Yeah, but um, yeah, so. I ended up having to tweak some stuff around, and apparently, I don't know, I guess I had to lower my bitrate when I used the second webcam, so it's kind of weird. But anyways, <sighs> technology, man. Um, so, I guess we'll just start it off with how's it been for the last couple of... I know that you and I talk, of course, because we're like, you know, we're close, but I guess just for the audience, because I think someone had brought it up last time to me that they like the fact that I bring people in that are in tech. Uh, most of the uh, viewers are into tech, health, uh, knowledge of wisdom and stuff. So they were pretty excited. Uh, they're like, oh man, I was glad that you brought someone in that's in the field. And I guess it's just more of how has it been for you this last couple of months since you've been on the, you know, the podcast and in the realm of Maybe whatever you want to share, either be. Either. So, yeah, the last couple of months have been uh, largely a return to normalcy. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've really begun down that road. And, um, like, these. We don't need to wear these anymore. I Masks know. Are gone. Um, last night at midnight, the mass mandates for the state of Virginia are gone. No more. Really? So, um, that's not to say that when I go to work, because I do work in healthcare and IT security, mm -hmm. um, that I don't have to wear a mask. 
Mm-hmm. I actually have to wear like a very particular level three. It feels like a diaper. It's like this is a nice cloth mask that's double layer. Okay, mm-hmm. this is great for just going out and about and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the ones I have to wear at work literally feel like a diaper. <laughs> like, yeah, they feel like the inside of a baby diaper Damn. pressing up against you. They 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 get sticky. You have to fight acne all the time. I've never um, had the desire to put a baby diaper on my face, but I'll pretend. I'll pretend. It, it, so just imagine like a thin sheet of plastic covering your mouth and nose. Uh-huh. And then like a bunch of cotton on the outside of that. And then mm-hmm. the and then this holding <laughs> it all together over your yeah. face. Uh, it's really, really hard to breathe through them. Mm-hmm. So, like if you fit it properly. So, you know, the key is not to fit the nose properly up here. Yeah. Just kind of like... Strap it over. Don't actually clamp it down. Mm-hmm. You can breathe. But I, mm-hmm. with that brings another challenge, and that is, uh, how do I behave in public? Yes. It's, it, and, uh, how how has it been for you to be in public? I guess that's the question. So f- I feel like for me, I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see like in the business environment that I'm in a lot of our management uh, has been saving up their vim and vigor for their power trips. And what that has caused, and this is actually a widespread problem I've been reading on LinkedIn, um, is that there is a mass exodus of people from the workplace now. Not people that have been working from home, have not been on unemployment, are quitting their jobs now because the minute they get back in their office and they're and their manager starts to power flex because he thinks he's popular and everybody secretly hates him. They just leave. So um, what has happened is what was going to be a full-time return to return to the office for most companies is now a partial and a, a permanently partial return to the office where we no longer have a traditional Monday through Friday. You're sitting at a desk from eight to five. Yeah. Now I show up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I leave at 3 or 4 in the afternoon, depending on if I take a lunch or not. And then Thursdays and Fridays, I'm here. I work from my place of residence. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really cool to see that business had to evolve through like an unintentional and completely unincorporated unionization of workers. Yes. It's an interesting topic that you're bringing up because I was actually discussing this with my sisters because uh, uh, we we were, when I say fortunate, it's in the aspect that I, I'm very big when I say this because people sound like, oh, you're being like too cocky or whatever. No, but when I say, when people would always tell me, oh, you're privileged to be working from home, I was like, no, I deserve it. <laughs> I worked my ass off so I could get to that spot in life. But uh, one of the things that um, I did try to bring up to my sisters that we were discussing was the aspect of what you mentioned that now people are realizing their worth and like in themselves. And I think it brought like a bigger awakening to people realizing that they don't have to take bullshit from their jobs. And we were discussing this too, like you and I, like, you know, off stream, just in general, like little, like no one there, but even it's even happening at a I'll even bring it to like the even below scale with like the minimum wave jobs um not, not everyone wants to work at McDonald's anymore nobody wants to work at retail 
because they were pushed to the limits during this, you know, this pandemic and this whole, like, you know, whole year. So I think I, I, I agree with you because I've noticed that trend of just, and I think there was even articles written by uh, the Washington Post, uh, the New York Times mentioning how right now there is a decline of, well, for one, in the minimum wage job section, people trying to apply. There's been a high demand now for people going back to school. And at number three, it was an interesting topic, which was that people that are working in these positions, higher positions, they're not taking bullshit again because of like, why would I have to go? Like, not for me, I'm not speaking for like myself, but I'm just saying for like, you know, some people's mentality is why do I have to work at the office when this other job could potentially make me work from home still? Yeah. Well, then there's other considerations above and beyond like our personal selves. When we have a workplace that works from home, like we learned in 2020, mm-hmm. our emissions and our impact on the environment goes down drastically because we no longer have millions of people commuting to crowded office spaces, burning fuel. Yes. We don't have people taking up office buildings that are inherently environmentally unfriendly yes so at the end of the day and that's getting muted um at the end at the end of the day you always tease me about the ding and now i know why Ding. oh so yeah yeah it's like we're making a we're making a more of an environmentally friendly decision yes to work from home the other thing Mm -hmm. that i noticed was like all of my friends that have never worked from home before i've done it off and on for so mm-hmm. um with my friends who had never worked from home before when they realized that they could claim their home office as a tax write-off and that you know a home office can be like a third of your home size and you can claim like your whole electric bill and any monitors and pc upgrades or anything like, mm-hmm. as a tax write-off suddenly you're getting a really nice tax write-off so yeah um I I think from my, uh, we were told, I don't know if it was just for me, but apparently, like, there was just so many things that I couldn't even write off for my taxes. They were like, nah, you can't use that as that, like, a, like my computer. I was just trying to be extra as fuck, you know, like, oh, yeah, I need this computer right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're like, no, no, no. No, but I, I think, um, at least in uh, my realm, uh, the company that I'm working for is still, I think they're going to, they were deciding to move to another location. Uh, one, because I think the, I think their lease had ended and now they're just trying to find us a better place. But it, 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 it I think they did mention that like, you know, that we had done really well to the, po- excuse me, to the point where it was one of their best years working from home. And I wow. think, yeah. So, was, so productivity wise, they did really well. Yes. And I think it all revolves around, there's distractions, at least for me, like my kitty jumping on when I'm doing something really important, uh, whether it be UPS, Amazon packages, or the typical, I'm going to go make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, get some water, just, or just chatting with people when you're like, you know, on a second monitor. But I think... I think you still get your job done. 
you still get because you know there's deadlines and it's like shit i need to make sure that i meet these deadlines because this is kind of in a way a great opportunity to be working from home you know to to be like in your own temperature that you like you know the smells that you like the uh, i know that you and i were in the tech field so mechanical keyboards and not, not everyone's a fan of them not everyone likes to hear the click so oh, I had a coworker complain already. <laughs> I took I took, uh, I took my Logitech keyboard, which uses their uh, purple keys. Yeah, uh, over there, and oh, he's like, "No, you don't have a mechanical, do you?" I'm like, "Yeah, you better shut up, or I'll hit you with all fifty pounds of it." <laughs> and there's there's literally a sign like, "Yeah, um, I, I think they posted a sign of the proper employee behavior." Uh-oh. Like because of everybody, but yeah, it's literally there's like signs now in the in the hallways. Yeah. They say no threatening anyone physical harm. That no, oh. like, <laughs> like this is sarcasm. No, no, sexu- no sexual comments towards anyone. Uh no mm-hmm. harassment of people emotionally. Like there's a whole list of how to behave at the office in the hallway. Going back a little it's... bit but still staying right here, you know. That's interesting cuz I think those were things that in our head we kind of wanted to have like an enforcement like managers either like you know shitting on you or humiliating you like uh, I'll I'll gladly talk shit about my old jobs because they're not my jobs anymore <laughs> but I've had like management where like this I'm just bringing this example because I think it's interesting that and I'll put it back together is that there was a time where, like, I there was this manager, that literal owner. Uh, he, I was, I was supposed to be a developer slash uh, tech IT. He asked me to find him where to dump waste for free. There's no such thing. <laughs> Nobody just says, "Give me your garbage for free." No, it's like, no, nah, bitch. There's a whole process to it. So he got mad at me because apparently they they closed, and it became a golf course, because you know that's how it usually works. How do you get rid of garbage? You don't, so you just build something on top of it. So he got mad. He he yelled at me on the phone. He was like, you made me come up here. And I think it set that mental note for me that I will no longer take anyone except for my parents and my sisters to talk to me that way. And the reason I'm bringing this back to like what you're mentioning is that I have... wait until you get married. You're going to add somebody to that list. <laughs> I, I was careful. That's why I only said my. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, whoever but, I'm no, with, you have to stick up for yourself, man. Yeah. Yeah. And... Because people today, like, um, people today don't get promotions for being good employees. No, people get promotions for being the biggest dick. And if you if you can stretch your stuff, if you can swing it and waddle around like you're somebody big and important, like the cocky guy gets all the visibility. And as long as he gives results, he gets promoted. Yep. And the thing that the reason I brought this up and like my example was because I think with all that is going on right now that we had like a whole year to reflect on social norms, social culture. I think going back into the office, there will be a big push for that. Seeing more signs like that, like making places safe zones, 
And it's going to be really, well, okay, when I say this, is because, like, Shell and Nia's generation was built upon being Shadot. So we kind of build a thicker layer, and I feel like at least I'll speak for myself. I don't know, I'm not going to speak for you, but I think it made us a little bit tougher. Well, our parents were a hybrid of boomers and helicopter parents, you know. Yeah. We got we got to basically hear what disappointments we were before we even tried. <laughs> Shit. Damn, that's true. I oh man. That's like, true. We hadn't even <laughs> begun running the race of life and we were already told that we were gonna be failures. Yes. Like from yes. the start. So looking at everything that we're going through. Yeah. Um yeah. Hi, mom. By the way, um, she's, <laughs> she checked the stream out. She's like, "Oh my gosh, you look like your dad." I'm like, "There's another example of failure right there." I, I yeah. can't help it. <clears throat> yeah, this nose. You know who I got this from? <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah. you know why I brought up the nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but um, no, it, it's a. Uh, I'm not saying that this new generation is not going to be tough skin, but we will see. This is the first time we're seeing at least that, you know, this big push to making society better, which, is, it, I mean, for me, I'm all for it because it means that there's going to be less assholes. And it's not that there's not going to be less. There's always going to be assholes. But now it's like a not a, it's more of like a pointing, hey like a kid right you're potentially making this kid's life miserable by being a bully hey um you might have humiliated your co-worker and might have pushed them to the edge you know so things well, for us i feel like maybe that was just kind of like we'll get over it you know but now i feel like there will be a bigger push for people coming back into the office and realizing that they can't behave the way they were before because in a span of one year where we had time to think for ourselves and just like overall our lives and how we are society I think people are going to realize that like we can't we can't be like how we were before so um yeah i don't think people are going to accept the same kind of um hurting yeah you know, yeah we're used to being treated in a certain way but when we get to get out and think for ourselves you know people and, and when you realize that you don't need to buy everything that's on tv true or even have a cable subscription mm -hmm. you know that's you realize that we realize that it's just as fun to stay home and watch HBO Max as it is to go to a movie theater. Yes. Sometimes more fun with the Netflix and chill. But yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, um... Oh, you laughed like you know exactly what I'm talking about, too. So, no, sometimes it's more fun just to focus on who we actually are as people. And not have not be surrounded by the peer pressure to be whatever the norm is, quote unquote. You said that really nicely. I was thinking like roid raging jock that didn't get anything in the technology side, but somehow as yeah. my manager, you know, <laughs> uh, which I'm going to be very honest. Both of my yeah. managers today, um, because I only have two managers in the yeah. company that I work with. And both of them came from technology. They're both amazing people. I absolutely love my position. In the past, however, mm -hmm. I've had some guys that, like, the guy was a real estate agent that failed before he became an IT manager. Damn. 
And that was his experience that he brought in to the table. And he was all about football. Like, we that. had to explain concepts to him. And I ended up learning a lot about business because of him. Because I had to go talk to the director directly and figure <laughs> out what the business challenges were. Yeah. So I ended up talking and learning things like unmitigable loss, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, return on investment and other, you know, critical business concepts that we have mm-hmm. to deal with as an IT organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I think overall now with like, you know, just how the workforce is that like it's it's gonna it's i i think for me it's, it's gonna be interesting to watch honestly and just the, the way that people are gonna behave um especially management um not speaking again from like my like what's happening to me because that's not what it is but i'm just talking like from generalized views from other businesses and people i don't know how these managers are gonna behave I don't know how they're going to like react, but um, with what you've been mentioning and what the news is saying that like, you know, people are not tolerating it. It it is going to be an interesting couple of months readjusting ourselves back. And I know that there's some places where they're even offering like uh, uh, therapy because there are some people that, I mean, this isn't a mental health crisis though. People coming back to the office and not wanting to put their, their neck under the boot of tyranny. Yes, I I got part of your podcast name in there. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, not wanting to put their neck under a boot is not a mental illness thing. It's actually more of a they finally have the self respect they need. Yes, I was more in the. Sorry, go ahead. Well, like I know of a project in the area that's worth multi million dollars. There, like. Four months away from a go live that's taken them two years to ramp up. Sixty mm-hmm. percent of the team quit at the company Damn. in the first two weeks of back to office. Yeah, yeah. Because like I heard, I heard about this from somebody who works there, and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a thing, um, and that's I, I think what I was referring to was more of the aspect of. Um, I mean, that's, that is an aspect because I think people did spend enough time to realize that they don't have to take somebody's shit. But I think I was more in the realm of speaking of some people got traumatized of getting in contact with somebody else. You know, like if right now, like, you know, me going up to you now, I feel more at peace because of norms and everything to go visit you and blah, blah, and just like, you know, give you a fucking hug. But there's some people that are still scared to go back when you, for like a whole, there was like, excuse me, there was like a period, I remember because my dad, he's diabetic, from like April to like July, they were putting so much news on deaths and it left a lot of people scarred into thinking I can't like imagine if you're already a germaphobe and then you just constantly see on the news hey 10k cases today 600 nobody dead nobody wants to die I exactly mean, that's, an ultimate, that's an ultimate fear of every human <clears throat> yeah so can you just imagine like 
like imagine like typical typical randy <laughs> i just picked that random randomly typical randy maybe a little bit more of a germaphobe or a little bit insecure paranoid out of nowhere hearing hey we're gonna go back to the office open space concept you know it's it's a it's a lot i don't think we could ever put ourselves in their shoes but i could understand their concerns of like shit i was literally at home feeling safe ordering takeout you know ordering my food on what was it the app that you used instacart yeah instacart oh <laughs> i was so confused because you're like yeah i got instacart i was like wait what and i was like oh Jewel, like yeah, Jewel. it's like doordash for groceries and there's the fees are stupid though but yeah it's only like five dollars sometimes i know yeah i was like what five dollars yeah. i don't have to deal walking through fucking people i was like the, and like if they can't find the item that you picked they'll just they'll be like i found this like they'll, the app will say so-and-so that your shopper couldn't find what you're looking for yeah. suggest a substitution yeah. i left a 20 dollar tip like the, the i made like a good order it was two weeks worth of groceries they showed up an hour before they were supposed to yeah i was back in at a tip 20 <laughs> Yeah, it was, a, it was a sixty dollar order. It turned into eighty dollars worth of groceries. But hey, they earned it. It's it's a good. Um, I think overall, like um, my experiences have been with it, like time saving. Because sometimes you're just lazy. Like you know, it was just a typical. It's Saturday, Sunday morning. You know, you're like, I have to go to a grocery store, and like you know, well, I mean, either. Well, so. the concept of grocery stores is actually really new. Historically. Yeah, it used to be that you would go buy your fresh vegetables from a cart that yes. sat close to your house. Yep. And yep. that things like milk were delivered right to your door every yep. day. Fresh stuff, yeah. I think it was the so, um, was it World War Two that made grocery stores. Yeah. It was yeah. actually um, food rationing, I think, that really made the concept of a supermarket. Because... Mm. There's always been like a dry goods store sort of concept where you could go get like flour and things like that. That's but that's something you only need like once a month. True. Like sugar. That's Costco. <laughs> Costco. Yeah, that's Costco. That's Sam's Club. Those that that's that's the that's the modern day equivalent of the old grocery store. Mm-hmm. You go there, you buy something in enough that you only have to go there once a month. And that's it. That's it. Um, the supermarket is really like during World War II they had these ration cards mm-hmm. and uh, retailers realized that they could pull everything together like the dry canned goods and the fresh fruit and everything and so like our first supermarkets really started coming out at that time and then really got strong in the 70s and 80s yeah I was reading about that that's why I, I can't remember exactly around but it was like around that time of the 90s 1900s where like um, like I was even reading about how people used to buy food. There'd literally be a vending machine, and you just pop a coin, and then whoop, flips around, hot sandwich. It was like a huge wall thing that you could just go up to and put a, like your five cents or whatever, and get a cookie, get a a pie, a hamburger. But you know, as things have changed, but like now it's interesting that like now you and I could just say, "Hey, I'm gonna grab this phone and <laughs> make an order real quick." Yeah. Uh, but um yeah no it's um so what i was bringing about the typical randy or andy whatever his name is 
it's uh i know just that there's gonna be a lot of companies that are gonna have to spend resources or enough effort to convince these people that it's okay to go back you know and it's a hard subject because you know you need to still have a corporate culture no matter uh if you believe in the concept of corporations you have to find like you're stuck in this time and space where a corporation is what guides or runs the world so you either a become a nomad (laughs) or number two you deal with it and try to find the one that fits your you know belief slash like you know concept so for us it's tech you know we got to find a tech company that says hey you know we don't treat our employees like assholes or like like you know we're not assholes We're, we're we're polite to her you know we give them benefits blah 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 so well i think it's kind of like um a corporation is a collection of individuals that are built that are like gathered together around a common good mm-hmm. like a common goal um if that's a stock price that's one thing um i'm in healthcare now so like for me it's it's the well-being of my neighbors Mm-hmm. And that's actually really fulfilling to go to work and do what I do for that. Yeah. Um, for other people, maybe it's their energy. Yeah. Which they've got to really feel bad this week with Colonial Pipeline and all. <laughs> uh, I was reading about that. And they're like, I think they said something. Uh, we don't try to destroy the uh, economy. We're just trying to make money. We don't care who you are. <laughs> it's like... yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we just, it's like, I'm, I know it's not the same equivalent, but it's like saying you threw a match because you just okay. want to be an asshole. So it's really interesting if you look at the equipment that they're using. It's like um, all the base programming is uh, Alan Bradley's PLC ladder logic systems for the gates and mm-hmm. the, the valves. And that was written back in the. Uh, That's all tech. It's really basic. It's basic. Like it's pure basic. The language is basic. Yeah. B A I S I. Okay. Um, and then they attached Wi-Fi adapters to it. So then it just makes it easier to send a signal to that. So I'm. Yeah. If you're not an ethical uh, security person, if you're not a white hat, I mean, every black hat in the area basically can just look at it and go, ooh. Because it's an obsolete technology that's been connected to a modern technology. It's basically begging you to hack it. Yeah. Yeah. I So I, yeah. installing some ransomware on these, and then like that's going to open up all sorts of backdoors into the computers and servers and mainframes and stuff in that company. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> it's no wonder they got ransomware. Yep. Yep. Um... I took a course on um, information security. So it was just a brief explanation of everything that you know, all summed up in one class. But I think it overwhelmed me because that teacher was actually like, he was like, the teacher that I had was like your boss, basically. And he would come in and try to teach us all these like acronyms for like everything that's in your world. 
Let's like, talk about the CIA triad today. Confidentiality, <laughs> integrity, and availability of data is the most important. You know? Yeah, yeah, literally. It was <laughs> like that. And that dude had like such a a voice and he, I don't know how that dude did not run out of like breath, but he would just tackle on a whole like and it was a th- like 2-hour class. So can you imagine like 2 hours just of him talking, 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 talking about everything that you know in a span of like 2 to 3 months? Yeah. The, yeah, and, so that so everything I know would take a little longer than that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, that's what I was saying. So it's like that's what I was saying. Like imagine your whole career summed up. I can give you I can give you like all seven domains of security like in three months over two hours, sure. Yeah. So the reason like I brought it, him it, up uh-huh, it was because uh we were learning about how there are certain people that would get hired to try to like penetrate a company. And oh, yeah. penetration testers. Yeah. That's why I said it, because I remember it, penetration tests. <laughs> my, my father is a penetration tester. Ah, uh, yeah. What does he penetrate? <laughs> Most, mostly, <laughs> mostly corporate security grids. Yeah, and, and that's what like our teacher was mentioning, that like it's so important to have those at least every month. I mean, I know that these companies are it's expensive, but look what happened. Like they have to like test out can somebody jump this fence? Can somebody access this door easily? Who has permission for this other door? Who has permission well, when you penetration test you do a lot more than just that. You do things like call oh. the help desk and claim to be somebody that you're not and see if they'll give you the see if they'll reset this person's password or unlock their email for you. Mhm. And just like literally hand you the keys to the kingdom. Um the other thing that you'll do is you'll like drop USB keys randomly around in like the parking lot. Yes. And if somebody inst- like plugs it into the laptop, suddenly you have a back door into the company. Just because guess what? Somebody broke security policy. I remember watching Mr. Robot. <laughs> oh was... no, those are things that we actually do. Things no, no. I've I, yeah. I I've seen um because in Mr. Robot there was a moment where they were trying to hack into the police department and they're like you're dumb you can't hack into the police department like that's such a impossible thing and then there was that scene where she literally just like puts usbs around the parking lot so police departments are actually some of the easiest places to hack yeah i think they were i'm not trying to spoil them in the show because it's really good highly recommend it highly recommend it but there was a scene anyone just watching for anyone who's never who's never watched the show or doesn't know Eric personally, uh, we hear about Mr. Robot twice a week. <laughs> it's such a good show. I love... I'm just going to leave it out here. The reason why that show is good is because it's the one show where I don't find it predictable. And That's I, pretty... And I, I think... I don't know, because like, I get bored... When I'm watching something and I could finish someone's line. I get bored when I see a plot and I know what the ending is. And then I'll write it down. And then the show ends and I was like, I was right. I've had these discussions with like, uh, there's this girl that I used to watch like the uh, the Flash, um, Arrowverse and all that stuff. And I know they changed the story because it can't just always be the same as the comics or else it's just boring. So, like, this girl would be like, oh, my God, I didn't know that would happen. I was like, I told you. You know, and just that that type of, like, 
shows bore me so when i finally watched mr robot it was like this show doesn't hold your hand it just fucking every episode you're like what is going on what is the truth but yeah Uh, i i loved steve amell in uh the arrow but every single episode you knew that you like you they would literally just build the episode up to the point where he just grabbed somebody by the throat you have failed this city basically yeah, it was nothing innovative. I mean, of course, some shows, they're not meant to. They're just meant to be, like, what it is. Goofiness. They call them mon- Those are called Monster of the Week shows. Yes, that's yeah. that's what it was. And that, to yeah. me, was just not it. Or even series where they're like, oh, who's the villain? I'm just like, oh, he's a villain. How do you know? <laughs> well, he's fucking chilling with the main character. Like, <laughs> you don't know who the it's fuck It's really he's- simple. He's sitting there looking like this. He's being like, yeah, like you just see the ending scene where he goes like, <laughs> like yeah. easy, no, but like that I, was a weird face. Oh, that's because he's the bad guy. Yeah, I. But it's it's Mr. Robot. The reason I love that show is because every episode I was confused to shit, but not because like I thought it was dumb. It was like confusion of like, how the fuck I thought it was this. And well, if it, we ever Netflix and chill, I'll watch iRobot. Mr. Robot. Heck yeah. Well, it's technically on Prime, but Amazon Prime. It's uh, all the seasons are up there now. They're only thirteen episodes each, only four seasons, so total of maybe like fifty, fifty, fifty three, fifty six episodes total. Um, good series. The acting phenomenal. Uh, there was one episode that was actually right now. It's on the list of the top ten rated episodes of all time. It's up there in that category. You know, like there's Breaking Bad. Like, oh, there's one episode where it was so good. It was the best episode. Mr. Robot is up there in that category. Of, like, they had one episode where it was everyone talked about it. It was on the news as like, wow. It was a very powerful episode. But highly recommend that show, especially if you're into tech. They actually do show you how it's done. So, like, the code there, you can actually copy and try it yourself. I mean, it might not work on your local... Dunkin' Donuts, maybe, because they probably have already, like, defended themselves. But a lot of the methods that they use are basically what Shell is mentioning, what I'm mentioning. And it just gets you curious as to, like, how digital our lives have been to the point now that we're just all just numbers. And it's so easy to manipulate these numbers. And it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so we used to get... DDoS attacked when I was in the gaming community where the server had been. And this was like six years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one time that when the DDoS started, uh-huh. I was able to link a source IP to uh-huh. the to my destination server. Like, that corresponded with the threat. So this one user told us he was going to sync us. The DDoS started... But I was able to backtrace the guy's IP address by sending him a link. <laughs> I just sent him a link real quick. So then I proceeded to send him some Chinese food, cash on delivery. Just to kind of be like, look, bro, you think we're touchable, but you're just as equally touchable. Damn, so you just had a bunch of restaurants go out to him? <clears throat> I had $40 in cream cheese wontons delivered to his front door. And he had to pay for it. Yeah, and it was just wontons. Oh, that's funny. Just like, yeah, just like Crab Rangoon. You know, like, 
I love that Carver Dunes. Those are my favorite. <laughs> I do too. They're my favorite. Shit, especially when they actually put it with not just more than cream cheese. It's pretty good. Yeah, when it's like hot and then it has that sweet and sour sauce that comes with it. Muy bueno. Perfect. Oh. Yeah, it's... Yep. I personally, I think in the realm of like what I know, it's probably just social engineering. I think that's the level. Uh, I could probably find a program or do something, but it's not been my forte to... Um, I don't have a need for it to do it, but it's very easy in the sense that, like, you know, and I will, like, look at somebody or, be like, you know, we'll message each other, be like, hmm, this person, hmm. And then with a quick search, you just find out a bunch of shit. And that's, like, something that anyone else could do, you know? But it's kind of, like, in the realm of, like, how far do you want to take it or what kind of stupid shit you want to do with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have the technology nowadays that, like, all you have to do, if you want to go collect people's bank account numbers and stuff like that, all you have to do is take out an ad on Google Ads and say, um, Bell Delphine OnlyFans leaked. Wow. We're going to that. <laughs> and it's people just click it. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know is you're just, you know, sitting there watching people punch in their credit card numbers like all day long to get a dollar free trial to a fake website. Yep. And it, and it even goes as to like like besides like a online method, literally just calling people and making them feel emotionally unwell to get information out of them. It's crazy. The whole thing. <laughs> Hi, I'm from Microsoft Tech Support, and your computer's been compromised. And- yes, those text messages that you get. I know that Gina was mentioning last time. She was like, "I'm getting like so many of them." And it's like. Yeah, because that means that in some random database, like some shop that you go to, they got hacked. So now, like, there's literally a Gina, this this phone number, this this address, um, potentially maybe a credit card if they were stupid enough to do something else that was not the top of the line of, like, credit card security. And then they run this database and they create a script, you know, that says, grab this, a select query that says, grab this phone number, create a list, and then you use this other program that says, all right, copy and paste all these numbers send the same message with this link and it's crazy and it's all happened because we downloaded a fucking app for wendy's and said hey we could use this app for wendy's for discounts and then wendy's got hacked and then they and the thing is they won't tell you until like maybe six months later wendy's was hacked six months ago and their application released a lot of information yeah that's because the federal guidelines regarding disclosure for hack information you have to have like a hundred thousand people get affected. So if they can prove it was ninety nine thousand and nine hundred ninety nine, then no way. That's a thing. Yeah, that's what? a thing. It's actually like there's a size limit on. What the fuck? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's how many? It's it's literally a like if it's this bad, you gotta fess up. But if it's just this bad, cover it up. No way. Yeah, that's that's the way our government works, bro. I didn't know that was a thing. That's crazy because I know that like recently. I so saw we have that. corporations covering their ass. This is that's the whole point. Like corporations write laws now. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, via corporate sponsored <clears throat> elected officials. Mister Robot, watch it. No, I was kidding. <laughs> no, uh, it, it's. I didn't know that was a thing. Thank cause... you for watching. Thank you for watching episode ninety nine of the Latinx sponsored by Mister <laughs> <Yeah>. Robot. Mister <laughs> Robot. Mister Robot. Mister Robot. 
No, um, also sponsored by Lafroic. <laughs> and chamomile tea. Chamomile right. tea. Yeah, I don't know. I usually been drinking more chamomile tea in the mornings. Just makes me still like uh, chill. I've been putting like a half a shot of whiskey in with my coffee. <laughs> That's, I haven't. That's how I'm dealing with normalcy, bro. I have not tried that yet, actually. It's, but it's like Bailey's, man. I've got the Starbucks uh, caramel, the star, the ba- the Starbucks caramel frappuccino creamer. Yeah. Yeah. Or the caramel caramel macchiato creamer. That's the one. Uh huh. No, I'm not a Starbucks guy. I worked at Starbucks, so unfortunately, I know everything. <laughs> but no, it's um. <clears throat> Wait, what was I just talking about? I just blanked out. I was thinking about Starbucks. <laughs> Mission successful. Uh, uh, we were, we were oh, talking about hacking and stuff. Yeah. No, but it's it's a it's it's a very easy thing to get targeted nowadays, just because. Oh, the companies. Yeah, Razor. That's what I was. I was like looking at my mouse. I was like, why am I looking at this mouse? There was a reason why. Yeah, Razor got hacked. Apparently, like May 2020, and I barely got out that. Oh yeah, Razor got hacked in their information. But don't worry, nothing personal was released. So <laughs> there are actually sites out there that are free that you can yeah. sign up that will monitor your identity for free to see where it shows up in breach data. Have I been pooned? Uh, I think. No, actually, Credit Karma. Oh yeah, Credit Karma. I have that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Credit Karma has identity monitoring now, and it's it's. They do all the same things that, like, Have I Been Pooned used to do, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, you can get in there, you can log in, you see your score report for your credit card, and get Depresso. <laughs> and then, yeah. then yeah, so you can log in and be like, yep, I'm depressed. Uh-oh. But I got to go change these seven passwords now, too. Don't tell me. I, I, I got to change quite a couple. I'm not going to see the number now because that could be a potential, like, you know. But I gotta change a handful, like a lot, and I'm trying to convert them over to LastPass. Not sponsored by LastPass, but be nice. Um, Not sponsored by anybody. They don't have to know that. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I I'm, I do these podcasts just because um, they do help me with vocalizing and making sure that I don't say the word and 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 a lot. Yeah, um, um, LastPass. I've been trying to convert over my passwords there, just because it's a much easier interface to see the website and how to click on it and just change your password as opposed to Google Word. I'm not Google Google uh, password. Google password just has like, well, you were on this link, but it doesn't exist anymore. But we're just gonna pretend that that's the page you went to and save your password. And then when you click on it, it's just like. What is this? This is not even like a like what I had put my password on. But yeah, it's it's important to I mean have at least a password manager because that way you know like hey that password you're using that you use twenty times it's in a database somewhere out there now, and somebody yeah, could and just make sure to keep it on a USB key and never drop it in a parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I highly just recommend that like you know you just change your passwords often. Because there's you only call it when you drop your security key for your last pass in what? the parking lot. We call what? it a reverse iRobot. We call it a reverse Mr. Robot. 
Yeah, because that's basically like the most easiest way. I got to create, actually, I have to create a longer password. I did 13 or 14, I think. But I'm trying to make that one. If it's a big one where you really have to like have all your passwords, I'm definitely going to change it to the most random ass thing ever. That's at least 20 characters. And the reason for it is because somebody gets an access to that. They have everything. I wish so. Mm -hmm. So, like, a lot of people, they put together phrases in order to remember really long passwords. And actually, it's really effective. So, if you think of a random phrase like, I love puppies and caramel, but cats are my favorite. Yeah. There you have a 64-carat password. Like, add some numbers on the end of it. At your birth year. Current year. And that works. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take forever for somebody to decrypt that. They literally have to hack a database and steal it. And yeah. that database be unencrypted with its passwords. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, I, I usually use random characters just because I thought it was going to be extra, but that really works too. Cause it's like, who the fuck is going to come up? It's kind of like, have you ever seen those? Um, when we create like a clip from like a, a VOD, or like from Twitch, yeah. when you alt X and Twitch, and it, and it just says, goes, "Funny rabbit jumping three times in peanut butter," like the yeah. that's that's <laughs> the word generator. Yeah, that's that's basically what we're talking about. Yep, that's that's basically how to create a secure password. Just make sure to put uppercase, lowercase, special characters, and numbers in there, and make sure you follow their protocol of whatever company. You're, like I know, I know there's Safe Pass. One pass, one last pass, uh, last. I don't know what they're what they're called. I think it's last pass. Uh, one safe something. Yeah, but well, I don't know the private versions because I have corporate accounts with some of the bigger gotcha. companies. So yeah, I can't personally make a recommendation there. Oh no no no! I, 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 was I, in... I use something called CyberArk, which is a cloud-based um, password vaulting system. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I wasn't referring to which one you use. I was just trying to remember, like, the list of the most common ones, like the the ones that are out there. But I'm the switching. ones for, like, regular humans, I don't know. <laughs> for regular <Yes>. humans? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, a, I have like, a, um, yeah, I have a vault attached to a corporate account. No, yeah, it totally makes sense. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was in, uh, I'm using LastPass just because it looks more UI-friendly, but... Um, yeah, definitely. Anyone out there, at least have some kind of password manager if you're not into like wanting to use the same password and um, just make sure that like, you know, it. I think they have like a month for free and after that it's like three bucks a month, which honestly, that's nothing. You think to yourself right now, like three bucks a month and it's like, how many times have you blown those three dollars into something stupid? You know, a cup of coffee just you know just pay it but but yeah um, uh, my bar tab was like 120 bucks this week <laughs> damn i think yeah dude i haven't i think the last time i went out before that was before i am counting the lifts in there in oh the, okay yeah but, i think the last time i spent was like by myself well because it was a group we were my friends we were at a bar i was like we split it out i know my friend he was the one that he he paid his own tab of course we all did, but I think I spent like eighty. That was the last amount I think I spent. But that's self-respectable. Yeah. That was with food. Yeah, 
Yeah, I had a steak with mine. I had wings. I love wings. Wings and beer. Oh. Or, uh, wings or alcohol. That's my shit. So. Yo. Yeah. Yeah, I had. I I used to have a um, a friend with benefits where uh-huh. Wednesdays we would meet in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and uh, it was beer and wings. Same place every Wednesday night. I love I love wings. I I think I told someone uh, my for my birthday when I was twenty twenty one somewhere. I think it was twenty. My dad just got me like a fifty wings. He's like, here you go, son. Eat up. <laughs> uh, but being, uh, I think that was the last time. It was, um, I know you haven't been around here in Chicago in a while, but it's by Logan's. I think it's called. Well, now that bar's called Logan Square Bar. Oh, okay. But it used so to be. by like home running pizza and stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's a nice little bar. And um, my parents went there too. They like it. I went there and it was emo night, so that was even better because I was just literally singing. Oh. I was singing to everything, dude. They were like, they were putting like Fall Out Boys, Paramore, and me and my friends were there. We were just like, it was like our second to last semester, so I just, I missed that to be honest. That was actually fun. I might just do that. We're like once. I think like my friends have a couple of weeks before their second dose, and um, that's well, Did you hear Evanescence is going on tour this year? Is she? I. Amy Lee is going on tour with Hailstorm. Dude. I. Okay. Me me and my sister have been talking about like how tickets right now are so fucking expensive, but I understand why. You know? Everybody wants to go. Yes. I I would love to go back to like. I know I I wanted to see. Haley Williams last year when her new album came out, but then that's when like she had to cancel everything. So um, definitely, I want to go to that. Um, overall, I should probably start using my bike a lot more because I have a bike that's on this side. You can't see it. Just kind of like how you have this keyboard. All right, when when the heck did you become a musician? I didn't know that you you played instruments. Well, that's actually compliments of my mother when I was small. Uh huh. Yes, she wanted us to develop our minds and bodies, and so she made sure we took classical music. Oh, I and uh, yeah, I play around because it helps with my uh, emotional stability. Now I find that I can express like emotions through freestyle music. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because my mom actually bought me my keyboard. It's under my bed. So so yeah, that keyboard it was my grandmother's. Oh, um, she's passed on, and now mm-hmm. it's and now it's mine. It's actually a full synthesizer from like 1996. Damn, so it's actually good quality. Yeah, so it was worth eight hundred dollars brand new. It was a top of line Yamaha, which it's now worth twenty six hundred. Damn, because of the collectability of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like old old stuff now is worth more because of its quality and just of its memory. Just to say, oh, wow, that it's got a 3.5 inch floppy drive on it for uploading new sounds. Damn, that's cool. Yeah. And where's my floppy disk? Oh, it's right here. Just for anyone out there that's watching the VOD and doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about, it's this. <laughs> yep, that's a Roland. Yeah, this is my coaster now. <laughs> yeah. Nice. 
It's probably been like run over through a magnet, so whatever the fuck was in here, it's it's gone. But yeah, this is what anyone out there that don't know what a fucking floppy is, this is what we're talking about. Kinda. Doesn't have to be this size, but there's different sizes. But this was the most common one for a good while. The ones I was using actually for a good while. One point something megabytes. Can't fucking see. Wait, what? Whatever. One point five megabytes. I think it was one point something, yeah. I can't remember, but Yes. That's, like, big enough to put a text file on. Like, I, I've written PowerShell scripts that were bigger than that. Yeah, I, I used to write stuff on text and just put it in here. And I remember, like, I used to... <laughs> so, we used to have things, like, with my friends, where we would, like, write stuff down. Not like It, it was, like, about video games. It would have been about, like, toys. And we used to, like, share these around. I'm like, oh, yeah, here you go. And they're like, oh, dude, I don't think my computer has that thing anymore. Or <clears throat> it'll be like, all right, cool. And then that's when we started using CDs. Yeah. Remember back in the day <laughs> where you could share a song with somebody? Dude. Like just one song. Yeah. On a floppy. Even, I mean, even in general, like the ideal of music, I think this is why, like, music for me is such a big thing because there was a time where you didn't have access to your phone and say, hey, I'm going to listen to this song, you know, and download it or whatever. I mean, like, listen to it out on the go whenever you wanted to. Sometimes some guy in your, uh, like, workforce slash job slash school had that one playlist. He already downloaded them. So what you would do is you would literally trade each other. Be like, hey, do you have Paramore? Oh, cool, bro. I got Follow Boys. All right, boom. And you would just swap yep. out CDs. And then for one day, you would just burn it, make a copy yourself, and then give them the original. That was, I feel like, a good time of my life because there was this, well, this was one of the girls that I dated a long time ago in high school. But that's how we used to do it. It would be like, oh, dude, like, I, or, hey, I made a Disney playlist. Here you go. And you would just share them. You would just go through it. And it would be, it would be like a, it would actually be fun, like exciting to be like, oh, shit, what did they put in here? And then you're just listening to it. You're like, ah, you put Paramore here. You know I like Paramore. You get excited as shit. Bro, uh, Paramore was definitely CD era. Come on. It was. That's what I'm saying. I, I, yeah. Do you Okay, do you remember, like, did you ever swap MP3 players with your friends for, like, the weekend? Um, No, because they were still expensive at that time. So, like, <laughs> if somebody fucking took it, it was most yeah, likely because they, like, they didn't they have were, like, one. They were, like, 100 bucks a pop. And they were, but... You could put like three CDs on one. Yes, five hundred twelve megabits. I remember that was like the common yes. one. <laughs> yes, and yeah. it was from like Emerson or some brand. I don't remember. Oh, Sandisk. Sandisk was a big one. I remember. Yeah, Sand. I had a lot of Sandisk ones. It was I had like the one that was like that was like it looked like a little beeper and it was like black and white. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the little thumb drive ones too that were like on the dollar store because they finally became so popular. That they're like, oh, we gotta make this shit, man, dude. That was that was a time uh, to be alive. You could like put it in the pocket of your coat while you were like shoveling snow. And you didn't have to really worry about it getting wet. You didn't have to really worry about it skipping. Like not like these. I used to carry my, yeah, like I used to carry my CD player around in my pocket when I was working, my like my high school jobs, the and it would skip thing. all the time. Oh, people. People don't know about and that. You, the Sony's had skip protection. Like, I got a Sony CD player, and it had, like, 10 seconds of skip protection. It was that because... Thing was babe. 
It was because basically since like whatever angle you would turn it on, it would make the disc go weird and then the laser would not it would hit it. Smack the laser head. Yeah. And it could read. So then like basically like people that were back then wanted to like listen to any kind of music, you you either were bougie and you got the Sony Walkman. That was the one you had to get. It was like a, a like a blocky one, but it did kind of use the same concept of this, but it was in a smaller scale. So people used to put like, oh, this is the one where you don't have to worry about skip, blah, 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 because it had like a lot of cushion inside or whatnot. That was the shit to have, but I didn't get that because that was expensive. And then after that, I think um, if you didn't have that, you also had an iPod. I, I never had an iPod. Yeah. Did you ever have an iPod? Uh, no, I never had an iPod. I had a Zoom. You were the oh, you were that guy. <laughs> yeah, I had a Zoom. I had a Zoom, and then I got a Zoom HD. Uh huh. And yeah, I rocked the Zoom life like Aww. hard. I, I think it was in my junior year. I had enough money to buy an iPod, the actual ones that look like the iPhone, though. Not the yeah, yeah, but my dad had told me like return it back, and I was so pissed. He's like, "We're gonna," and then he was like, "I already told you we're gonna get you an iPhone 3G," like blah blah. And I remember it was the most. I had to go back. To, this was Radio Shack. Radio Shack back then existed. It was close to my high school, so I had to go back there. I was like, "Hey guys, I'm I'm here to return." They were trying to make it so hard for me to return. They're like, "You opened it already. It's an Apple product," and I told them like, and they were like. It got to the point where they were like so confrontational. Those things were like hot takes. Those things sold like hot takes. The iPhone touches. The, I- yeah. the iPod touch. That's yeah, that's what it was, what it was called. Yeah, iPod yeah. touch. They were. But that was because this. that was like Apple that said, oh, we have iPhones, but let's say we don't want to add the technology and that has like the phone stuff. Make it simple and sell it. And people would buy it. That was that was the thing. I remember my so dad was like, like mm-hmm. I totally bought like three of them as gifts for girls I was seeing. Aww. Yeah. At the same time? No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Can I just play the fifth now and move on? <laughs> yeah. This guy. Yeah. All right. Moving on. No. Yeah. Um. I music was music was a good point in in the sense of like at least for me it's it was a moment of like. I guess that was the early stages of me becoming what I am today in the sense of being more connected with people online. And not that I can't talk to people in person. I love it. I, I I build connections really quick with people because, well, they know that I don't bullshit. They know what I'm about instantly with what, the way I talk. So I automatically sell myself as to who I am. But I think overall online has been like the most time that I spend most of my time on. You know, I'll be frank, whether it be a Discord, video games, you know, chatting with you on the side. But, man, I feel like that's what started it all. The aspect of saying, we love technology. You like this song? Here you go, motherfucker. <laughs> Enjoy. But, yeah. Yeah, if it wasn't for, like, entertainment, we would never have seen, like, the amount of progress. That's true. Like, this is, this is a terrible way of putting this, but people have said that, um, virtual sex drives innovation. Yes, it drove the internet. Is driving VR. Yes, you know, like the things that people want, their carnal desires. You know, be that music, 
or yeah. they're freak. It's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, one, another good show, if you're into comical stuff, but tech, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Oh. What is that? Ah, a little freak. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, actually, I thought about getting one, to be honest. I Actually, so I, I do this to work out now. Um, it's like I 200 bucks, right? Every day. Yeah, I use it every day. I, I got a workout routine. I do mini golfing on there, too. Um, there's like one where you virtually climb up a rock face and like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks I, just like that. <laughs> I think it, I used to before. It's got me really dizzy. I got to lie. So it, it's more like this. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought um, about getting don't one. Don't look down. You feel like you're going to vomit. I actually get vertigo easily, so maybe not. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, the mini golf game had some spots where they were like on top of a mountain, the mini golf course, and like uh, I almost passed out. Like, yeah, I looked down and I went, whoa. Have you ever seen Even though those? It's like being in Minecraft world at times. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Well, this was the pre iterations when people were trying to test out VR. You know how, like, there's the VR headsets, but like the ones where you have to put like the phone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Google Box. I have that. Yeah, I have that. So I used Google Box, and there was this one where like there was this guy on a plane. So I literally put it on, and I looked at it, and I was like, I literally. Uh huh. I, I, I literally thought that I was going to fall. So I, I literally. Yeah. I, I was just like. I fucking took it off. I was like, "Oh god!" How, I, oh, I have a I have a wing lighting one. Oh, on my set right now. And yeah, it's your stomach goes for a jump You're every like, time this... that he like every time I get on that and he jumps off the side of the mountain. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine skydiving? It's part of my anorexia plan. Oh shit! Just throw up. <laughs> just use a VR headset. Oh, God. I, I eat, you know, I just eat a whole pizza, and then I put my headset on right over the toilet. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. Just like, okay, you know what? I just had a nice meal. Oculus. <laughs> put um, the Oculus. Let's be serious, though. If you or someone you know is struggling with anorexia, definitely get some serious like help. Um, I had it before, so I'm, I, that's the reason why I laugh, because... Not because it's a funny thing, but because I overcame it. So. Oh yeah, I struggled with just not eating, and I would actually take like supplements that would stem my hunger, and I would yeah. just not eat for like four, three or four days at a time, and I was very unhealthily skinny at that time. I I pictures. did I send you that picture when I was one eighty? Because right now I'm no. like around I'm like two twenty pounds right now two 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 hundred two hundred twenty I haven't checked last time but yeah, I could, I'm like three forty right now. I could tell just because of this. This is how I could tell how much weight I have. Yeah. This is my indicator. So, like, right now, this is, like, 220, Eric. Usually when I'm, like, like this, that's, like, this is 200-pound, Eric, when you just see this. Like, pure, like, literally jawbone. But Mercury said, hello, I like the shades, Keck W. <laughs> 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 um, no, but uh, I... I mean, I'll bring it up because to me, it's more of like something that I overcame. Like it was ten years ago, uh, 
for the longest, I've always been overweight for like majority of my life. Um, it brought a lot of just depression because I I didn't think I was sexy or hot or whatever at that time. I just had like low self-esteem. But um, there was a phase where I became a Buddhist and this was I think I was 20 years old. And then I started running a lot. I was running three miles every other day. Like literally just go to the park from three miles. Every weekend I would do a five mile. Every month I would do a ten mile. And um my dad was like, Hey, I got these pills from Mexico. <laughs> they suppress hunger, blah blah. And at that time I was like, you know, fuck it, I'll take it, you know. Mind you, I already had years of experience bodylifting, you know, like I that's one of the reasons why I looked somewhat like not fat because I lifted a lot. So when I was in high school, I used to lift heavy. Like, and that was my passion. I, it was such a way to release stress and anger. And I feel like that's around the time when I stopped becoming too angry. Eric was because I was able to release all of that stress out by working out. So I, my dad got me these pills and I would take them and it, it literally, there were some side effects that were like so fucking scary. Like sometimes I would lose consciousness when I would go up the stairs. Like I'll skip a stair. Like I'll be like, you know, one, two. And then I'm like, what the fuck? My left foot would just give up. And I'm like, what the fuck? But oh, you didn't have, I, so you were suffering from an iron deficiency. Oxygen was being carried to your blood, to your head. Yeah. And uh, so then it got to a point where I was losing a lot of weight and I was getting this, it was, I was going to college, I was becoming a Buddhist, and then out of nowhere, I had, like, this is not, like, a, like some kind of thing to show off, because it's not, like, a bragging thing, but during that time, so, I would say, like, at least five to ten girls started noticing me, whether it be in college, whether it be old, like, you know, high school you know, classmates that I had, out of nowhere started just hitting me up, talking to me, flirting with me, and I was so, like, out of it, because I was, like, you know, what the fuck? I never used, never used to talk to you or who, you know, whatever. So, out of nowhere, I felt good about myself. I was literally putting on suits on all the time just to go to school. Or, like, you know, just fucking dress shirts. Just looking good with a tie. So, can you imagine all these girls seeing, like, oh my god, this guy's losing weight. He's checking, caring about his appearance. Well, so, what's the price? Yes. So, that's the part. It got to a point where I wasn't losing enough weight in my head because I told myself, I want to be 175. That's the ideal for 5'10 guys. That's what you have to no. weight. See, the thing is, like, we don't... Like, our perceptions of body issues in the United States are just absolutely unreal. They are. They're dumb. It's like a, some measurement that some guy said, this is what you got to be. Who the fuck? I could literally be looking jacked up be a hundred and no 200 pounds look my best and be healthy but uh, some scale says i have to be one 175 so, so a, if you want to feel good about how you are today don't go with me to thailand because the girls think i'm hotter than you <laughs> damn they're like they're like ooh, ooh. Dead bod. let's touch him yeah but yep. it, it, all, it all depends on how comfortable you feel but during that time i wanted to lose more weight I thought that the number was it. So it, I began to 
there was a point where like mentally I would trap myself with the scale. This is why I don't weight myself with a scale anymore. I do it based on, do I fit this nice XL shirt? This XL, like, you know, size 34, 36 pants. Can I put them on? That's how I, I measure it now. I don't do, or and also, you know, just physically how, you know, your muscles look, how, you know, how they pop. That's probably it. But there was a time where I would check my weight after I would run. I would try to make sure that I would weight myself after I was dehydrated so I wouldn't have extra water because I was like, I want to see the lowest number. And then the food part. That was the part where I, I was only eating 1,300 calories to 1,500 calories. For a guy, wow. for a guy that lowers your wow. testosterone levels. Dude, yeah, I know. I was eating. So when I say this is what girls got to eat, I'm not saying like in the sense of like the calories that a girl that's into bodybuilding a girl that's an athletic because everyone's else you know but i think like the average cal- caloric intake for a uh a, a female is supposed to be 1500 around apparently the science i'm not blame the fda but that's the statistics out there for guys it's supposed to be like in the 2000s 2500 for like a stable using like all your calories for your brain activity and i was only eating 1200 to 1500 I was eating fruits. I was eating low carb stuff, and there would be those days where, like, my dad would be like, "Here, I bought wings." And, you know, old Eric would be like, "Fuck wings!" And I would eat them, and then out of nowhere, I would be in the afternoon. I'm like, "Fuck, I'm over 500 calories." Literally, I would try to cause myself to vomit, and I don't know why. And then my mom would be like, "Eric, did you throw up again?" And she would be like, she, "My mom is the only one that like knew what was going on." Cause she would look at the garbage and be like, "Why is there?" puke in here and then i got to the point where i was starting to puke in the toilet and then i remember like the rest of humanity does (laughs) yeah my dumbass (laughs) but i remember it was before the bulimia and all that stuff happened and the anorexia i was taking a psychology course and before I started doing that, I had I picked a topic for my because she asked us like, all right, pick a topic. This is what you're gonna be doing for your final presentation for the end of the semester. So pick it now. And I picked bulimia and anorexia. Who the fucking thought? And then that day that I was presenting, dude, I fucking cry. I couldn't do it because I, I realized as I was presenting to people about this mental disorder, and I was going through it. And I literally, wow. I remember, yeah. I was in my psychology course. Literally, I, I I was like going through my my you know my my notes. I was like, all right, and then I broke down, and then the teacher was just like, "What happened?" I'm like, "I'm so sorry." I'm like, "I just you know, I started dealing with this, and I just started talking, like from my own. I didn't even read these things anymore. I was just talking about like how I felt, and literally, I remember like so many girls came up to me after class, and they were like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And I was just like. No, it's just, you know, it's really fucked up because I didn't know that would happen to me. And the reason I laugh about it now is because you have to learn to forgive yourself and see stuff in a humorous way. Because if you don't, you resent it and you're just focusedly still thinking about that time that you were bulimic or anorexic. But it's some real shit. So I only wanted to bring the story up because I'm open about it now. But I mean, if you don't want to talk about yours, but I mean... Oh, so mine was in paired with some recreational drug exploration. Gotcha. 
and I was going through a period where I felt like um, I was undesirable because I was always stockier, like mm-hmm. not fat, even just bigger. Um, and all of a sudden, like as like kind of like you said, you know, I've been like partying really hard for like six, seven months, and I wasn't eating anymore regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, there'd be like two, three days a week when I would. Um, I typically made sure I ate on Mondays and Thursdays, like just so I wouldn't die. <laughs> but I wasn't even eating. Yeah. Uh, the times, and um, all of a sudden, like all these girls were just like, "Wow, you look great." Yeah. Wow, you're so sexy. Yeah. And like suddenly, I wasn't alone anymore. I was popular with like chicks, and yeah, it was. Um... But at the same time, like. I was hurting all yeah. over in areas and like so like I ended up getting quite the weed habit to kill the back pain and like the aches and stuff from like where my muscles were just sore um so I ended up realizing like that that was more of a vitamin deficiency that I was going through mm-hmm. and I started taking a multivitamin every day that helped a little bit but if your stomach's empty when you pop a multivitamin, you're going to puke it right back out. Oh, yeah. Those things are hard on your stomach. Yes. So I started having to eat breakfast every day. And that's why, like, if you notice in the Foodies channel, like, I, I have, like, a lot of breakfast photos. Because breakfast is the most important meal of my day to me now. It is. I have, I have to get breakfast. Yes, me too. Or else I can just not eat at all. Like, if I don't start my metabolism, mm-hmm. I just don't eat at all. Yeah. And people still look at me and they're like, well, you've never skipped a meal. Well, you should be surprised. I know. Well, <laughs> you would be surprised. It's like, um... Yeah, my mom, she saw me uh, She saw me recently and she was just like, whoa, you look so different than like a couple of years ago. Because a couple of years ago, I was skin and bones. I've seen your my pictures. Family were, yeah, my, my family was terrified. Um... Like, hey, I could date any girl I wanted back then, because you know, the, like, it's just, you know, all these snow bunnies, just whatever. Yeah, I know it feels um, weird, but yeah, I couldn't hold a job because mm-hmm. I had not, I didn't have the energy or mental concentration to perform basic tasks all day long. You get tired, yeah, yeah. So now, you know, you look at things, it's like, wow, I can't believe I let my depression get me into there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the depression. Like you can you yeah. can really almost ruin your life with these things. You do. And you it's do. rarely just like one thing. It's like depression brings on a lot of things. It does. A lot of baggage. You're talking about like how you fell into bulimia. Like I mean, I fell into anorexia induced by recreational drug use. And, like, when you come out of anything, like with depression, you once you have that first match with it, be honest with yourself and learn to recognize those signs early on and right away. Yep. Because when you wake up on Monday and you don't want to go to the office, get your butt out of bed and go to the office. Go to it. And then reward yourself with something that you want later that day. That 
keep going because that's that's yeah that's really good stuff yeah. that yeah. I it's like once you beat that battle on monday morning treat yourself like if it's lunch on monday like someplace you wanted to go to but you haven't been to in a while if it's like a haircut at your favorite barber shop that's costs a few bucks more whatever it is treat yourself yes right then because you need to positively reinforce positive steps every single day. Depression is not something that goes away. It's nope. something that you fight every single day. And by boosting your own testosterone, and by boosting your own, um, not testosterone, by boosting the, <laughs> yeah. um, what's the happy drug? Uh, oxytocin? Yes. Um, dopamine? Oh. Dopamine. By boosting your dopamine, by giving yourself a treat. Yes. Like that's that's what separates us from dogs. We can train ourselves. So, do you feel optimistic in the morning all the time? Nope. Mm-hmm. Do you feel optimistic at night when you just had a slice of apple pie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When no, you I... get that Ben and Jerry's flavor that you've been looking at for two weeks because you just fought the devil and won and dragged your butt to work mm-hmm. and were a success for the day, do you feel great? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Just don't eat the whole quarter, else you look like a girlfriend on a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a. I I think it's a interest. Uh, I really appreciate. Well, first of all, you know your experiences that you're uh, talking to us about. Um, we've ta- we talked about this recently, you and I, about depression and um, how you mentioned how like that. Uh, you watched the documentary with Jay Balvin. You know, he talked about how it's basically coexisting with it, right? And um, when you mentioned that, I always thought about, like, the principles of um, Buddhism slash meditation. And for me, it's, uh, I call it, I call it the noisy monkey inside your head. There's this little monkey that just makes noise and chaos in your head. But you are not ever going to get rid of it. You just have to learn when to shut it down and when sometimes to use it for your benefit. So those moments where you feel like it, this is how I cope with it. And this is different from everyone else. But this is why I feel like uh, whenever anyone comes up to me and talks to me about depression or how they're going through something, um, the, how I, I'm like, you know what, dude? Is if this is your first time dealing with it, this is what happened with me. So I go through these processes where like I'll wake up sad. It could be anything. Personal, relationship, it could be family, it could be work. But there are these moments that I've taught myself to do, and that is Oh, kitty. <laughs> the kitty's here. Um there's these moments that I I taught I taught myself to remind myself of where I am today because of that sadness. And for me, well, one, I have a cool kitty now. You know, she wakes me up every morning. She wants to be pets. Um, I remind myself of the fact that I'm working from home. You know, all right, kitty, you want to sit over here? That's cool. Emotional support, kitty. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just remind myself of, like, you know, the people that do look out for me, my family, 
that I actually was raised in a good family, even though, I mean, not, not every family is perfect, but I wouldn't be the person that I am today, which is someone that finds happiness or tries to find happiness as often as possible and makes that like my main priority. Because if you don't treat yourself to a good hot meal, if you don't treat yourself to like a little pet that you can like, you know, get and, you know, cuddle with and rub her head, if you can't treat yourself to a good computer or treat yourself to just overall things that could make you happy, collecting figurines, toys, whatever, you fall into that trap of like thinking that nothing is ever going to get better. And I've been there. I've the darkest points I've been when I worked at Centos where I never saw the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You have to find the little things to brighten your own day. And I would have never, I think how I got of that dark place was thinking of that line where it was this mechanic that was working at Centos and I just, he would look at me and he knew that I had my potential and he just always said, man, don't worry, Eric, I believe in you. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And it sounds like, oh, shit, he going to die. No, but no. <laughs> no. No. It's that there's hope. <clears throat> Everything gets, it feels like it's no point. It's darkness. It's all for nothing. But then you imagine, like, you start to think of all the goodness that's been happening, all the opportunities you can have. And for me, what you said is so crucial. Get yourself, your ass out of bed and go do something. Whether it be to go pee, whether it be to go drink water, whether it be to get this little kitty her hot uh, wet food, whether it be to go talk to my sisters, whether it be to check in a fucking email if I have to, turn this computer on. But you have... You You have to get moving. No matter what. It could be cleaning, washing dishes. Uh, dusting off your table like right now it's a little messy because the weekend you know but usually every week monday i started off clean and then throughout the weekday it's just like i even got my lint roller i love for this little chunky butt right here <laughs> look at her <laughs> she's so cute she's so cute you, do you remember oh she likes the cheek scratches doesn't she yeah she does <laughs> i'm scratching her right now yep. you can't see my index finger but Remember how, like, literally a couple months ago, she was under my bed, scared. In the corner. And I'll look at her. And you're she... taking pictures like, I got a cat. See, she's under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to block off under the bed. And we're just like, just give her time. bro. And it's funny because she doesn't even go under the bed anymore. Oh, she goes on the bed now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at her. Look at her. So and her fur looks so thick now and she just looks so sleek and glossy like yeah everything about her looks so healthy now yeah i recently got um gina suggested to get this um litter oh look at her she's flapping oh she um i got her this litter and it actually i was i was actually concerned because i thought if she doesn't pee this color that's gonna be a bad sign and um, basically, it's like this. It's called pretty litter, and it's not like regular litter. Doesn't create dust. It's like more like like salt. It looks like salt. 
and she peed yellow and green, which is like a good healthy sign. So you can see her little paw right here. <laughs> oh, so it like so it like changes color with the pee. With the pH levels, the acidity, if like how her gut is. So when she peed that color, I was so happy because so far this kitty has been spoiled the fuck out of. Like her, like you said, her fur, and I'm like, yeah, it's because I give her good, you know, wet food. And the fact that she wants to be with Papa all the time. Oh my gosh, she does, all the uh -huh. time. Like literally, like I'll be like when we're like you know on stream with. Gina. You didn't even know you were this much of a cat person before this, did you? No, <laughs> I thought I was gonna be a dog person, but oh. but I think what she has taught me is, um, having. Like you know how you just mentioned that like you know we have to create ourselves like a schedule slash a routine so that we can not get into a depression or fall off of it. She has a routine, and I follow it because all she's asking is saying, "Hey, just make sure I have my water, clean water. I have my litter. Um, you know, make sure that like I have food. That's all she asks, and then everything else is just like." I'm gonna hop on your thing when you're at work or like this call right now, you know? And I think it just taught me of like how to coexist with someone that hasn't been there for the last 28 years. And the reason I mentioned that is because I've lived with my sisters for like you know, 28 years, my mom and dad for 28 years, and I know who they are, but and they're used to me because they've used to me for 28 years. But this kitty adapted, and I adapted to her, you know? And it was, like, a, a very peaceful, mutual understanding of, like, she doesn't like to get touched in the belly. Look. No, no, she don't like it. Yeah. But if I pet her in the head, it's fine. Mm -hmm. She's calm. Look so you've learned that you can coexist with other humans. Yes. Other beings. Yes. And learn to respect their space, respect their nature. That's the word I was trying to think of, because her nature is survive, and well, family families will put up with each other. Like we can all be assholes to each other in a family. Yeah. We'll put up with each other. We'll avoid each other's like spaces. We get accustomed to each other's moods. Yeah, but when we invite new beings to share our space, yes, it forces us to be super flexible. Yes, and. I think, yeah, if anything, I've learned more patience. Uh, I understand that, like... And here's the interesting part, because it's not like she could think and be like, oh, I'm feeling sad or angry, or... Because, you know, cats don't... They just... They just behave towards what their environment is. They're just trying to survive. But if anything, I've learned her language, which is just like, oh, I know when she's hungry. When I see her jumping over here, I know it's because she wants pets. Like, right now, she's she hears steps. So she's like, what the fuck? Looking at the door. Yeah. <laughs> her eyes are like. <laughs> her little ears are pointy right now. But yeah, it, it, she, I think if anything, I, I've been more patient of a person now because of her. Because I learned to cope. And as opposed to me thinking, oh, a dog, for example, a dog is like, you have to do this. And the cats is like, they do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, I remember when you got her, you were freaking out about every little thing. 
And as someone who's owned cats before myself, it's you have you kind of have to realize these things are almost indestructible. Yeah. Um, and you have to trust them and just wait for them. Yes. Yes. Like and... cats are not something that we can control. And, and you're a Gemini. You like to be in control of things. That's part of your OCD side. Yes, it is. So the cat is something you cannot control. Like you're sitting here telling me like she gets on my desk during work. <laughs> like she's on my desk right now while I'm doing my podcast. Yeah. Well, you're not the boss of her. That's true. But she's give but the way she looks at it is she's showing you love and affection and she's giving you the gift of her attention and time. Mm-hmm. Showing you she cares about you right now. And if you weren't sensitive to that, like you would be like shoo 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 shoo. Yeah. But you've come to know her well enough that like you appreciate what she's doing to you right now. And that's cool to see. As your friend, someone who's known you a little longer now, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 just it's understanding that like it's actually um I was talking to Randall about the concept of um ownership and that you become more depressed slash upset and frustrated when you think that you own something like so for example the concept of saying i own this kitty no i don't and the reason is because the moment that she's gone i will suffer the moment that like she's in the bed or she's sick i will suffer so one of the things that i try to change my mentality on is that ginger or ginger she's borrowed borrowed time borrowed presence borrowed and i feel like that has made me feel more at peace with myself because i realize that like right now we're borrowing each other's time well changes your roommate in a couple of minutes she's gonna be like all right i'm done and she's gonna go back into her bed and or, or walk around and go to her litter box and i have to understand this because she has to do her own things you know, and, the and second I, you start to play Overwatch for Sub Sunday, <laughs> she'll she's be gonna right back. You'll yes. be like, "I'm gonna get those widow hook shots," and nope, nope. You know, Mercury, Mercury's like a little paw. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great metaphor that I've been trying to apply to my life now, and, and it totally makes so much sense to think it that way because the more you mortify yourself to think I own this, whether it be a relationship, whether it be a a job, whether it be your siblings it's like no they're borrowed you borrow them for this specific moment of time to be with them borrow time that's what i would think of it more borrow time and then after that see look she's done nope she wants the other side now she's scratching we <laughs> shall see yeah yeah she she's just a cute little critter she doesn't even know that she's on TV. We caught her in 4K. <laughs> I like the X on her back. The what? She's got like an X on her back where her shoulders like meet the shoulder bones, where the two stripes get pushed together. She's been losing weight. She she was a little bit too chunky, which I don't mind. But health-wise, I think I got a little freaked out when I kept hearing... <laughs> so... That's getting her hair done right now. She's like, it begins. She's gonna get that pixie cut. <laughs> yeah. 
I could see her with short hair, to be honest, but not like more like up to here, probably. Like you know that typical uh-huh. where in this like kind of curve this way. I could see uh-huh. that. Maybe like a little bit of bangs. I could see that. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, I think. But Ruby Rose, no, no Ruby Rose on her. I could actually. She's. she's... Yeah, that's kind of. I was joking about the whole pixie cut earlier with her, but like, yeah. I could see her getting a, like a pixie cut, yeah. Yeah, especially if she would get a pink. Yeah, because I know like. Well, some... I could. Yeah, I'd also like see like a studded, you know, like punk vest on her too at the same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. There, there's like a cyberpunk version of her out there. <laughs> you should be like, here. <laughs> now we wait. It's like yeah. when I go to my barbers now, they're like, how do you like it? I'm like, leave the top long, but then undercut the sides in a way that says I still have to go to work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I actually just learned what this hairstyle is called. It's called what? a queef or a queef. Oh, okay. A coif. No, because a queef, I know what that is, but I can't pronounce it well. I know. So, is it a C O I F? I think it's called quiff. A quiff. Okay. I never knew what this was called. I would just always have this hairstyle because it always suits me. You know, but yeah. I have always wanted to do like highlights, but like in green or something, like, you know, random colors, but can't do that. I'm a, I'm a consultant, so. <laughs> Bro, just wait like five or six years. We'll have that whole like silver thing that's in right now going on. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I like your hair. Though. I like how your hair does that little curvy thing. Mine that's is a like... natural calic right there. You see this? Yeah. Let me see. Like, my hair, I have to blow dry it to stay like this. And then. What? I... Yeah. See, I wish I could do that hairstyle that you have. I tried to. Yeah, I just, I just wait. So I, I, ba- I wash my hair three times a week. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just add water to it in the mornings. Um, the first day, I'll add a little pomade to it mm-hmm. or fiber, depending on which, depending on how short the top is, because it does get shorter for some yeah. Um, So, yeah, I'll add a little, like, fiber to it, get it to stay down. I got good ones that I tried before that are really good for like thick hair. It's from a company called um, Fuck. You've seen them. It's got Elvis Presley on it. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was a while back. Oh my god, what is it called? I use um, pomade with Elvis Presley. My sister sent me American Crew. Yeah, yeah. I use yeah. the same stuff. Yeah, American Crew is really good for like doing like the comb on the side and everything. This yeah, is my actually gave me that. I use powder actually, powder play. It's supposed to texturize your hair. So that's how I'm able to keep like this and then I just put this hairspray that's like twenty dollars. And now you actually <laughs> looks like Elvis Presley. Yeah. No, the powder is different. That's a different company. It's called Big Sexy. That one's you But yeah. I, I I don't know. I this is the hairstyle that I feel like just is me. I try different ones, but this just feels like it fits everything professionally. If it looks well like when you go out, especially wear like a leather jacket, which is can't wait to fucking use that again. Going out again. But, but yeah, definitely. I've been going out lately. Huh? 
I've been going out lately. Oh, I know. I know you have. I was actually thinking about like, hanging out with my friends again because I, I think I told you. Do it. We're, yeah, we're, I'm just waiting for them to get like fully. Uh, not because of me, but more of the... Oh, they all got to do the shot, 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 shots. Yeah. I think he's on this. He finished his second one or he's going to get a second one soon. But definitely, I can't wait um, just to hang out with those goofballs again. It's been a whole year. We had so many plans, but can't think of what could have, should have, would have. Now it's what can be, so... With that, I'm going to start ending the podcast soon and just putting some music in the background slowly. That's a little too loud. Let's see. There we go. Putting some EDM. Yeah, that whole love, you caught that right at 11-11. You're like, I'm going to Oh, shit. Really? Damn. Yeah. Damn, yeah. damn, damn. Look at your clock. Yeah. It's funny because one of my friends that I, we actually went out with last time, he's here in this chat. What's up, Joy? Yeah, Joy, I miss you, motherfucker. But yeah. Alright guys, this has been Getting Inside the Latinx episode fucking 16 or 17. I don't even know. I haven't done doing them in a while. But you guys could check us out on Spotify, Podcast, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Uh, this was Shell. Thank you again for joining us today and sharing us your uh, take on technology, personal life, and just overall your great sense of humor. Um, glad to have you again. I mean, hopefully I could get you on a roll and just hopefully get you coming in again um thank you guys for tuning in uh, i'll put it try to put these episodes up on tuesdays i think is usually when i put them up youtube i'll try to post them more frequently i still gotta upload the last one um yeah you guys enjoy yourselves uh we're getting to a time now where hopefully things are gonna get back to slightly how it was before maybe not so fully but remember take it one step at a time uh, little victories treat yourself love yourself talk to people that care about you connect with them and don't be afraid to speak out your emotions how you feel um, it's the worst thing you could do for yourself alright with that in mind uh, I'm going to be ending the podcast right now and just putting ourselves in the I can't even fucking see with these glasses yeah so Mercury <laughs> It all started because he said that those are the Blues Brothers glasses, a Chicago reference. So I decided to wear mine, but I also have another pair. <laughs> Look, Mercury. Ah! Almost broke. These are my um, Ray-Bans. I love Ray-Bans. Oh, my God. My eyes. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> Everything's so fucking bright. <laughs> oh. oh wow! I've oh shit! I feel like right now my eyes are like an overload. It's like when you walk out of a bar and it's actually morning now. Like, oh, you ever shit. done that? Where you stay at the bar all night? I I think the latest I've ever stayed outside was two o'clock, two or three, and then after that I always try to be good. So yeah. I stayed out. I had some friends that worked and they did the after bar thing. So mm -hmm. we drank until like seven, and we opened the door, and it was like. <laughs> I gotta. I'm gonna clip this little part because I thought it was actually funny. That we just both go like this and we're like, ah! <laughs> Mercury's like Discord light mode and Genshin loading screen. <laughs> oh. All right, guys, take care. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't even click the ending. Thing. Oh yeah. yeah, Mercury, the Genshin loading screen is like. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Alright, I'm gonna start putting in the ending. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> all right mercury peace out bye joy uh whoever's out there listening take care